Hi, you're listening to Taming the Terminal Part 7 of N, Managing Files. This series of discussions is based on a collection of tutorials I wrote over at bartb.ie forward slash ttt. This originally aired as part of Nasillacast episode 429, hosted at potfeet.com. I'm Bart Bouchotts, and the other voice you're about to hear is Alison Sheridan, host of the Nasillacast podcast. Well, it's more terminal time. Yay! Because, yes. So we're pretty much finishing up with, with sort of file system stuff today. So we started off with our very basic sort of what is a shell, and then we really dived into the file system and have never quite come up for air since. We've, yeah. you know, we've looked at the file system in an abstract way. We've looked at navigating the file system. We've looked at relative paths and absolute paths. We've looked at file permissions. We've looked at file metadata. And the one last thing we need to do is to look at the actual manipulation of the file system as a whole, which basically means creating files and folders, copying files and folders, moving files and folders, and the really scary one, deleting files and folders. Okay. Yeah, the, the last one. Now, now this, is, this is a follow-along follow one, very much. So I've written this so that you can literally just we'll do a series of commands to illustrate the point. Okay, so cool. So everyone, everyone go and open your terminals now. Oh, that's annoying. I'm going to follow along with myself. My terminal just window has I, gotten, it's over on my external monitor, and I can't reach the top of it. Let's see, how can I? Maybe yeah, I can command this. that and make yourself a new one. <laughs> I think I, nope, I can't. Uh, how annoying. All right, close. You go, yeah. There you oh, go. Command W, Command N. Yes, that was exactly what I did. Okay, I'm ready, Bart. Okay, so let's start by moving into our documents folder. So CD space tilde forward slash documents with a capital D. And of course, you remember that tilde means my home folder. Okay. So the first thing we're going to learn to do is to create folders from the terminal. And we're going to create a little folder called TTT6N, which stands for Timing the Terminal 6 of N. Oh, shoot. Oh, it should be 7 of N. <laughs> I'm not redoing the show notes. Uh, it's going to be six. <laughs> okay. So the command to make a directory is mkdir. So mkdir space capital T, small t, capital T, six N. Okay. I'm going to look Enter. back and never know what this directory was. Well, uh, it won't be there when we're finished. Okay, good. We can, this, is, this is a self-cleaning tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... In its simplest form, the mkdir command simply takes a list of names and it creates folders with those names. If you wanted to create four folders at once, you could give it four names at once. Ooh. And it, it would dutifully make those three or four folders, whatever you give it. Bart, I just opened, uh, but a, it, I just opened a finder window and I looked at my doc, documents folder and there's Taming the Terminal 6N. Hey! Okay, it worked. Um, by, sort of by default, unless you give it flags, it will only create folders within your current folder. Or, sorry, it will only create a single folder at a time. Sometimes you may want to create a folder within a folder, as in you want to create a list of new folders that are inside each other. And if you had to do that, you know, the normal way, you'd make a folder, change into it, make its child folder, change into that, make its child folder. And it's a bit cumbersome. So there's a very convenient flag, which is minus P for path. Hmm. And you just give it the full path that you'd like to come into existence, and whatever doesn't exist yet, it'll make. Hmm. So... As an example, we're going to make two folder two two more levels into our new TT6N folder. So does so TT6N say, have to exist before you could execute this? The way nope. you're going to give it to us? Nope. It, it, it could, we could delete it and then recreate it this way. 
But the fact that it does exist won't confuse it? Nope, it doesn't care. Okay. It just says, do I, do I need to create you? Oh, no, you're done already. Okay, I'll skip you. So okay. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't get confused or cranky. It's perfectly happy. So mkdir space minus p for path creation. Mm-hmm. And then capital T, small t, capital T, 6n. And then we want to create the very imaginatively named folder top level folder with camel cases, as we programmers call it. So uppercase L, uppercase F. And then inside that, we want to create another folder called second level folder. Again, camel case. And if we hit enter now, it'll create those two folders inside each other, inside our TT6N folder, all in one go. So we hit enter, no errors. Now, I'm telling you it created all of these, and you could use your terminal to verify it, but how about we verify it from the command line itself? Oh. We could change into each folder one by one, do an ls, see what's there, change down, do an ls, see what's there. Or we can use a new flag I'm about to tell you about to make ls work recursively. And so ls takes the minus capital or flag, and then it will print out the contents of the current folder, and then go into every folder in the current folder, print out the contents of those folders, go into any folders in there, and print out the contents of those folders. And it just keeps going as far as there is to go. Um, it's convenient to combine minus capital or with capital F that we talked about a few weeks ago, just to put a slash on the end of file, a folder name so that you can tell the difference in a file and a folder. So if you now do an LS minus capital or capital F. We, we went inside TT, TTT6. Oh, we did first, go inside right? TT. Yeah, I foolishly didn't before running that command, and I'm now seeing a lot of stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I'm By luckily... the way, if that ever happens, uh-huh. control C kills any process in the terminal. So, because I would have been waiting here for an age. So, if we go CD space T six T T T six N. Um. So now, if we do our LS minus capital or F, you'll see that the output is is broken into sections. Wherever there's a blank line, it means we're starting somewhere new. So the first thing it does is it just prints out the content of the current folder, which right now is one folder called top level folder. Then there's a gap. And then it gives us a heading to tell us what it is it's going to list next. So the next thing it's going to list is the content of top-level folder. So it says top-level folder colon. And then I'm about to list its contents, which simply contains one folder called second-level folder. Then there's a gap, and then it says it's going to list the content of second-level folder, which is empty. So why does it put a dot slash in front of the folder it's showing you? So the the section was dot slash top-level folder colon. Why is there a dot slash in front of that? Uh, dot means the current folder, so it's showing you where it is that it's printing out. So you could go to there by going cd dot slash dot level folder. That's huh. cool. Okay. It, it, it's, it's a I believe you. Yeah, it's That's what it means. Okay. I'm not quite sure why they decided to write it that way, but that's what it means. Okay. Um, so we've done that. Not all that exciting. Well, useful, but not all that exciting. Let's create so it was some recursive, files. and then what was this? the capital F for? Capital F puts a backslash on the end of any folders. So if you run that again without the F, you'll just see that top-level folder doesn't have its uh, backslash behind it. Okay, so in this case, it, it doesn't stand out much, but if you had a lot of glop in there, you'd be able to see the folders with slashes and yes. the other ones not. And in a few moments, it'll make a difference again. Okay. Because we're now going to create two dummy files. Very, very uninteresting files. They are, in fact, going to be completely empty. <laughs> okay. Um, but they're, you know, we can copy nothingness around to our heart's content and move it and delete it, so quite safe. Um, so there are lots of ways you can make a file come into being. You could just edit a file that doesn't exist. 
type some content and save it, and then hey, presto, the file comes into being. But the easiest way to just make an empty file appear is to touch it. Um, the touch command is usually used simply to update the last modified time to now. So if you touch a file, its last modified time gets set to now. But if you touch a file that doesn't exist, it gets created, and its last modified time gets set to now. Can I tell a so quick just- anecdote about why I know what that one is? Oh, do do tell. Ages ago, we were uh, fighting with our customers because they had so much glop on the drives that everything was filling up, and we knew they had glop they didn't really need. And so we told them anything that they hadn't touched in six months, we were going to pull it off of the hard drives and and the storage and put it onto tape. So they ran the touch command recursively (laughs) once a month. So every file name changed to, yep, touched it today. (laughs) They took you literally. (laughs) They sure did. That was really helpful, guys. Really appreciate your... fantastic. Yeah. Um, Okay. There are also lots of nerd jokes that involve the touch command, but we won't go into those. (laughs) Um, So let's use touch to just create two files. Now, I would suggest you copy-paste this. Because okay. we're just basically going to create two files called file1.txt and file2.txt at the very deepest level of our hierarchy. Okay. So just touch those two. And now if we repeat our ls minus capital or capital F, you will see that second level folder now contains file1 and file2. So uh, briefly, what the command he's got there says touch, and then it gives the full pile, file path down to file1.txt, and then the full uh, file path down Re- to the... Relative s- path, Alison. I'm sorry, relative path down to uh, the second level folder, and he does it twice with two files. Yeah, exactly, called file1 and file2, because I just really wasn't very imaginative today. Okay. Um, the other thing which we can actually do is we can we can add what we learned before, and we can say ls minus capital or capital F lowercase l lowercase h, and then we get a long form recursive listing, and then we can indeed see that those two that those two files exist, and they are zero bytes in size; they are empty. Remind me what the oh the h was the one that made it human readable. Yes, I keep forgetting that I I'm so stuck on ls space dash al. But I think LH A-L-H. is better. A-L-H. A-L-H is what you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you want the A because the A will show you hidden files. So you want, uh-huh. a- you want to keep the A, but you want to add the H. <laughs> okay. I need a mnemonic for H. Why? How is that? Human. You like human. Human. Okay. That's what it sounds for, human readable sizes. Okay. Got it. Okay, so now we've created two folders and two files. Uh, well, three folders. And the next thing we'd like to do is copy some stuff. So the command to copy stuff is CP, which is short for copy. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is we're going to create another top-level folder called top-level folder 2. And then we're going to copy our two files from top-level folder, sorry, from second-level folder inside top-level folder to our new folder we've just created. So Oof. again, probably copy-paste time rather than me reading it out time. Very okay. straightforward. The mkdir command exactly as last time. Wait, you need to tell us to change directory first, because I'm going to end up with no, this. No, I don't. Mm. You should still be in. Oh, no, you're right. We are still there. So what it says is make dir, and then this top level folder. Two. Folder two. So then we're going to use this copy command. And the copy command, in its most simplest form, takes two arguments, what and to where, which is really quite sensible. The what comes first is the only thing you really need to remember. 
So we're going to say cp top level folder slash second level folder slash file one. And we'd like it to go to top level folder two. So copy paste, hit return. Okay, wait a minute. And then we do exactly the same thing for file two. So we just took it out of second level folder and we're going to move it up into top level folder two. Yes. But we're copying it. So there's one. We're copying it. Yeah. So the. The originals will stay exactly where we left them, utterly untouched, uh, in both senses of the word. And um, these two new files will now have come into being inside our new folder, top-level folder 2. So yet again, ls minus capital or F to verify to ourselves that this has indeed happened. So now we have four files, file 1 and file 2, and file 1 and file 2. Yes. Now, that was the long way. Okay. The copy command is actually quite smart, so the cp command. It doesn't have to take two arguments. It can take as many arguments as you like. And all of them, apart from the last one, will be treated as sources. And the last one is always treated as the destination. So if you want to copy four files, give it five arguments to four files and where you want them to go. Ah, so but they all have to go the same place. They all have to go the same place, which is why okay. the last one is the destination for everything. Got so it. as many sources as you want and one destination where they all go to. Now, so the way we've been using copy... We, so so we can replace the, those two copy commands with one copy command with three arguments. But we can't do that now because we've already done it. Well, we could. we just end up overwriting... We wouldn't be able to nothing. tell we'd done it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the effect would be the same. And okay. in fact, we can, we can make things even more easy on ourselves by instead of retyping file1.txt and file2.txt, we can make the shell do the work for us using what's called wildcard substitution. So we can actually say cp top level folder slash second level folder slash star.txt space top level folder 2. And that will take anything ending in txt in our second level folder and copy it to top level folder 2. Mm. So that is the least amount of typing we could have done for this action. Now, do you remember a few weeks back making you sort of wondering why on earth we would bother with a folder called dot inside every folder? Because all it does is point at itself. I forget that, but I know there is a dot. Do you remember there was dot dot, which meant go up one, you know, my parent, basically. So every folder has a dot dot, which points to one above itself. Oh, right, right, right. But every folder also had a dot, which just pointed to itself, which I told you would become important but it seems silly. Well, it's about to become important. Okay. It's very common to want to copy something to where you are. To do ah. that, the destination is dot. Oh, that's fun. So, there we go. Oh, wait. That, so, when I asked you what's with this dot slash, that's the dot there that's saying here. Yeah, here, and then ah. forward this ah. Okay. Yes. Penny drop. So, dot just means here, where I am now. Okay. So by default, the copy command expects the argument, the, the first n minus one arguments to be files, and the last argument has to be a folder. So copy these files to this folder. If you want to copy folders, you have to use minus capital or to put CP into recursive mode. You could so copy the, oh, oh, because it can't copy the folder without its stuff in it. So if you didn't put the dash R for recursive, right. it wouldn't copy the folder name even. Exactly. It would just say, okay. sorry, not a regular file and skip it. Okay. It, it wouldn't stop the command. So if you gave it like 10 things to copy and one of them was a folder, 
it wouldn't ruin your whole copy operation. It would just skip the ones that weren't files. And okay. it would give you a little message saying, skip that one. Sorry, you're talking rubbish. Only phrased more politely. So let's make a third folder called top-level folder tree. Uh, again, copy-paste job. No point in me reading out the same MKDIR command. You're well used to it at this stage. And this time we're going to copy the entire second-level folder from top-level folder to top-level folder 3. So CP space capital minus capital or to go into recursive mode. Then the folder we want to copy, so top-level folder slash second-level folder. And we're copying that folder to top-level folder 3, our new newly created folder. So we do that. And now we use a bit like a stuck record here, ls minus capital or f. And we now have six copies, or we have six files, having started from two. Wow, if I've gotten lost, <laughs> I, I just no. ran the command, and now I, I'm trying to figure out everything I've got. So in the top-level folder, we've got a second-level folder. In the second-level folder, we've got file one, file two. Mm-hmm. Then in that's, top a, level, that's, that's where we started. They're our originals. Right. Now, top-level folder two has in it file one, our- file two. But it also yeah, has so that's our it, first copy example where we just copied files. We didn't copy folders, we just copied files. Now, so top level folder there. three has the second level folder, which has file one, file two in it. Yeah, because ah, the second time we copied a folder. So it and its content came with us. Okay, okay. Getting the hang of reading this. Okay, now the move command is the next thing. And the move command in Unix, Linux, OS X is MV. And it works pretty much exactly the same as the copy command. You can specify as many sources as you want to a destination. The nice thing is it works with folders out of the box. You don't have to use a minus capital or to tell it to deal with folders. It doesn't really care. It'll move any source to any destination as long as the destination's a folder. Now, that's odd. That's going to be hard to remember. The copy requires the recursive flag, but move does not. Strangely enough, in the real world, I spend very little time copying folders and a lot yeah. of time moving folders yeah yeah that's a good point so you can almost guess what folder i'm about to create mkdir top level folder four all right and this time we're going to take our original second level folder and we're going to move it to top level folder four so mv space top level folder slash second level folder space top level folder four okay and so we copy paste and this time when we do our ls minus capital or f you'll see that our original, our original stuff is gone. So all that's left in top-level folder is absolutely nothing because we've just moved it away. And top-level 4 now has our copy of second-level folder and the two files inside it. So hang on. The second-level folder should have disappeared from the top-level folder. Yep, which is why top-level folder is now empty. Watch. Let's. This is good radio while we watch Allison look and find nothing in top-level folder. And then the whole way down the bottom, you'll see that top-level folder 4 now ha- contains one folder called second-level folder, which contains our two files. It does. Wait. So we have successfully moved second-level folder. Oddly, it to showed me top-level folder 4 up at the top. It's like the second thing it shows me. It shows me... Uh, yeah, the- okay, that's listing the content of the current directory. And top-level folder 4 is in the current directory, along with top-level folder, top-level folder 2, and top-level folder 3. But I would have expected it to go in, in order, that it would have showed me yeah. top-level so folder 2, 3, and then 4. So the first thing it's done is show the content of the current directory. Right? There's no heading over that. That's just what's here. Got and it. And then it's going down into each of the folders. 
but it should have showed me top level folder first, then two, then three, then four. But it shows me four, oh, no. and then the regular top uh, level. Folder, okay, then you two, read then three. them. You read the columns downward. So it's if you're reading them downward, you read down and then over and then there. But why is four above nothing? It's putting it above it. That's odd. Like if I look in the finder, it's it's top level folder, then top level folder two, top level folder three, top level folder four. But in Unix, it's showing me four first, then nothing two three. Uh, I I, I think you might be misreading it because the first thing you should have is is four entries together in two columns, which is what's in the current folder. Yes, so you, I have that. You, but but in that folder at the top level, it shows me four, then zero two three. Instead of zero two three four or one two three four, whatever you would call that one without a number on it. Very okay, in mine they are in the order I expect, assuming that you read the column starting at the top left, then go, then you read down, then you go over, then you read top down. Okay, anyway, well, I can screen share you later. I can see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. So that, but it did yeah. do exactly what it was supposed to do and move that folder. It did. Um, if you were once a DOS user. You may remember that in DOS, the commands were copy and move. And that there was a third command, rename, which did exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> OS ten, Unix, Linux do not have a rename command. I was actually going to ask you that because I misspelled it and I went into the finder to fix it. Oh, did I misspell it? No, no, no. I misspelled oh, one right. of the folder names. I forgot the P in top, and so I didn't know how to rename it, and I was going to type R-E-N or something, but... No, no, it's... Uh, the way you rename a file is you move it from its old name to its new name. Oh. Which is actually all a rename is, when you think about it. So to rename, we're going to rename top-level folder, which has no number on it, to top-level folder zero. Oh, that would so make me happy. Or MV space <laughs> top-level folder space top-level folder zero. And then we're if you missing, just do a regular... Now we're missing even, the one, and that's going to bother me. We are missing the one. I should have made that a one. Now, ah, well. <laughs> so that's all the... You could do this stuff quite safely, quite easily, not non-destructive. Now we get to the bit where I'm going to start putting lots of cautions up. We're going to talk about oh, the... Can I interrupt really quick? I figured out why my folder four is at the top. It's because it's a cap, I put a capital T instead of a lowercase t. Yeah. That will do it because the, but I can the move it. Capitals go first. I can move it to. Yeah. Look at me go, girl. And now they're in order. Yay! Woo-hoo! Mystery solved. Excellent. I, and I love using it the tools. <laughs> so the last command to talk about is the RM command, which stands for remove, which we would know as delete, and in the DOS world, it would have been Dell. <laughs> or del tree, which is particularly scary. Um, the remove command or the rm command is one that I would say to people: don't use it from the terminal unless you really have to, hmm. and you may really have to because you have to do it as root because you can't log into OS X as root. So, so be it. But really, in the general scheme of things, I would say don't do it from the terminal, and the reason is quite simply that there is no safety net. If you delete something in the finder, it goes into the trash, so it's not really gone. You can hit Command-Z and it magically comes back. If you delete something using the ORM command, it's gone. So it's time to go look for your backups time if you delete the wrong thing that way. I would also so, add, don't use stars very often in this command. Right. 
Exactly, because that, that's... Wild cards. Yeah, wild cards are dangerous. So, there, there's an old adage in carpentry, measure twice, cut once. <laughs> right? When using ORM, think twice, execute once. Even I, I have been a Linux sysadmin for ooh, over a decade. I'll soon be able to say decades. That's kind of scary. Um, for a long time, and to this day, I do not issue the ORM command without stopping, thinking really hard, looking very carefully, feeling slightly sweaty, and then hitting go. It, it's <laughs> I actually really, sat it's with a horrible the, thing. I was standing next to an employee of mine once when she was working on a, uh, a, a user's computer, and she typed RM space slash star. <laughs> which, for those who don't know, means everything. Delete now, everything. If you don't have root permissions, you won't get very far. Yeah, but she if did. you do have root permissions... She did. She was the sysadmin. <laughs> that was a bad I, I day. I didn't do it myself. I had a typo in a Perl script that I was running as root. And it, it basically, there was a, a small typo, and it ended up deleting, instead of slash my application name slash star it was just slash star uh-huh. and i saw it starting to go i saw applications disappearing in the finder <laughs> and hit control c but i uh, basically lost everything as far as preview oh jeez that that was a very unstable os10 machine henceforth oh i bet i bet wow so yeah be careful now um you're going to let us do it anyway we are going to do it anyway. We're going to do it safely. So the first thing to say is, by default, the ORM command will only delete files. It won't do folders. Just like the copy command, it'll skip them. So that at least is some sort of safety net that the worst you can do, unless you start adding flags, is to delete all of the files in your current folder. If that's your documents folder. That could be pretty bad. But anyway. Um, so if you do want to go recursively, you use the minus OR flag. And it's not a capital OR, it's a lowercase OR. I don't know why. why I don't know why it's an oddball but an oddball it is. Okay. Now, if you're using either minus or, or a star, I would recommend that unless you have thousands of files to go through, that you also add one more flag, minus I, which puts the RM command into interactive mode, and it will pop up a little, are you sure, for every single file and folder you're about to delete. Oh, so if you're, do, if you're using star and there's actually more there than you thought, you will see what you're about to do before you actually do it. So it, it gives you a real safety net. So I would say if you're going to do ORM in the, and you're even slightly hesitant, stick in the minus I, and then at least you have a safety net. The other thing is some Unix systems, now OS X is not one of, I don't believe OS X is one of them, um, because it doesn't seem to be. Some Unix systems actually have what's called an alias that maps ORM to ORM minus I on the root account. And so that if you do nothing as root, it will automatically be minus I, and you have to actually use minus F to force deletion. So minus I says be interactive and minus F says nuh-uh. So then you have to do ORM minus ORF to really do dangerous things. Don't do that. Right? <laughs> ORM minus ORF is ORM minus ORF slash is how you destroy a Unix system in one go as the root user. <laughs> do not. That is the self-destruct button. Do not do that. What, what was the flag again that uh, puts a slash at the end of a folder? Capital F. Capital. Uh, assuming you're talking about LS. Yes. Yes, capital F. Mm-kidoki. Okay, so let us now safely delete our little playpen we've made for ourselves. So we go cd space dot dot to go back up a level. Mm-hmm. And then we say rm minus or i. So we're going into interactive mode. Capital T, small t, capital T, 6n. Now we stop and we look and we get sweaty. 
Well, because we're in I, we don't actually have to worry because the first thing, it, it does nothing. And then it says, would you like me to examine the files in the directory T6, blah, 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 blah. You have to hit Y enter before it even looks. Then it says, I'm going to go into the folder, top level folder zero. Is that okay? Yes. And then it says, oh, there's nothing in there. Can I delete that folder? Yes. Now it says, can I go into top level folder two? Yes. Oh, do you want me to delete the file, file one? Yes. File two? Yes. Do you want me to delete that folder? Yes. Then it goes into the next one. Yes. 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 And we're done. Oh, no. One more. Yeah. There we go. Now we're done. I got one more. Oh, one more. No, I got another one. Now I can delete the top level. Bink. Whew. They all disappear. So that is, now. And that is, that is really as much of, of ORMing as, as I think people should do until they're very comfortable with what they're doing. So you now yeah. know it exists that in, in case of, if you have to delete something as root, you now know how you can do it. But really, I would say use the finder for deleting stuff because you have a safety net. Yeah, that sounds like a much better idea for me. And it's, it's advice I follow myself. I, I don't, I don't, on OS X, I don't ORM stuff. Now, if I mess is hatching into a server halfway across the planet, yeah, I'll do it on the terminal because I kind of have to. But on my Mac, I won't do it on the terminal. I think I'm going to actually bookmark this particular episode as the one where I'm going to uh, want to be able to come back to these commands because a bunch of these are ones I've wanted. I like I kind of know them, but remembering what the flags are and that kind of thing. This is this is excellent. If you run a website that you have that you have SSH access to, this one and the last week's one are the two to bookmark because they tell you the important stuff for, you know, basically managing a Linux-based web server. Right, right. Part six and seven. Yeah. I really feel like we got to trot around the ring today. We have, and the going forward is going to be a lot more trotting because we're now entirely comfortable in the file system. So basically, we now know the layout of the house, and now we can start going into different rooms and poking at things. Nice, nice. This is so, getting fun. Yeah, so the next time you hear me, I'll be talking about some cool camera stuff, because I've been having a lot of fun. Um, I, I think I might show Alison a wee preview after we finish recording, but uh, I've been having a lot of fun. And I want to share that with you. And then next time, we're going to look into processes, because Ooh. everything that does anything on your Mac is a process. And those processes, how, well, you can interact with them. And so that's the next place we're going. Hot dogs, hot dogs. All right. Well, we will uh, get back with you soon to talk about camera stuff. I don't know how many weeks that is, and my brain will hurt <laughs> if we try. So, with, with all this time traveling, the next time I Kel says Bart talk to Allison, I'll do that. <laughs> Sounds good, Bart. <laughs> okay. Till then, happy computing. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Taming the Terminal. Remember that all of the information you've been hearing is available as text tutorials at bartb.ie/ttt. If you'd like to contact us, you can write to allison at podfeet.com or podcasting at bartafisser.net. <laughs>